This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I did want to get to a gentleman who uh, actually enjoyed a warm reception in Mississauga Thursday night, just telling me off air. Maxime Bernier, who heads the People's Party of Canada, was actually quite pleasantly surprised with a turnout of uh, some say 700, who really adopted his message, and it was a very, very uh, multi-ethnic crowd. Mr. Bernier, it's good to have you in the studio. Good afternoon. Thank you, John. I'm very pleased to be with you. Were you and you were pleased, you were telling me just before we started, with the reception that you got in Mississauga, uh, were you surprised somewhat? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we had around 700 people there. But like you just said, multi-ethnicity and people from different backgrounds. And my message was very strong on immigration. You know, this country has been built uh, with immigrants, Francophone, Anglophone, First Nation, and after that, immigrants from Europe, Africa, and Asia. But they they came here under the rules. and, And we want our immigration system to be sustainable. And that's why I, I did a strong proposal over there. And I said that in our platform, we'll uh, have more economic immigrants, but globally, uh, fewer immigrants, the maximum of 150,000 a year instead of 350,000 in a year from now. You see, this is the lightning rod where people will be critical. And because uh, I've heard from people after we discussed uh, your appearance Thursday, yeah. I'm glad you're here to respond directly. Uh, they say this is dog whistle politics <laughs> and it's tinged with racism because you want it. You want to cut it in less than uh, half because as you say it's uh, about 350 now. Even yeah. some suggest it should go to 400, 450. Yeah. I believe uh, the Trudeau liberals have floated that idea. And you want to keep it between one and 150. Uh why is that? You called it sustainable, sustainability. Yeah, for sure. first of all, we must know that only 26% of our immigrants right now are economic immigrants, people who are coming here uh, with skill, uh, with uh, skill uh, people and uh, good knowledge, and they're coming here because they have a job. But 74 of uh, our immigrants are refugees or coming on the reunification of family. What we need, we need people who will be able to come here having a job and that like that, it will be easier for that person to integrate our society. So instead of having 26% only on economic immigrants, we want to double that to 50%, but globally, a maximum of 150. Why? Because it is important to <coughs> build this country, and it is a privilege to be a Canadians. And I don't want our country to be like in Europe right now, in France, in Belgium, in UK. They have huge difficulties to integrate their immigrants. Uh, it is a privilege to be Canadians, and and the message was very well received, uh, and it is well received because we are not racist. We were not for mass immigration, for sure. We're not. For, we are not for no immigration, just fewer immigrants. But most of them must come here to share our Canadian values, and that's important. And I said, you know. Every immigrant must be able to have a face-to-face interview with our uh, civil servant and they must uh, answer questionnaires about their values and want people who believe in the rule of law and equality between men and women and also the separation between the states and religion that's important in our country. And also, you know, we know that there's rights for the gay people in this country. And so let's have the discussion with the, with our new immigrants like we did in the past and build this country like we did. So that's why it's so important to have that discussion right now. And the other political parties are, don't want to have that discussion because they have 
afraid about uh, having a discussion on immigration. But, you know, we, we just had that discussion in Quebec at the provincial level at the last provincial election. Legault, the new premier, was saying, you know, he wants 10,000 less. And uh, as you know, Quebec received every year 40,000 immigrants and he wanted to go down to 30,000. And he won his election on that uh, and other subjects in his platform, but that was important. So let's have that discussion to be sure that uh, uh, this will have we won't have any any tension between the population. Also, well, you know, when you cite Quebec, but there's a cultural chauvinism in Quebec. I mean, you've got a certain hardcore. As a matter of fact, they had the whole uh, traveling roadshow there. I guess it was the uh, Bouchard Taylor Commission. Oh, yeah. And it, well, you see, they want to an identify. They have an identifiable culture, I guess, yeah. that they want to protect. Well, we have one also in English Canada. But don't you think that immigrants are more readily assimilated in the rest of Canada? I mean, uh, you know, there don't seem to be as many barriers to integration because the whole rest of Canada was built on waves of immigrants. Absolutely, and we must be proud of that. So, you know. Uh, I'm not against diversity, but what Justin Trudeau is saying and is doing with his immigration politics, it's always more and more and more and more diversity. Uh, and there's no limit to that. And, and for us, this country has been built by immigrants, like I said in the beginning, from diverse background. But everybody came here to share our Canadian values. There, there is Canadian values. Justin Trudeau said, no, that Canada, you know, we are the first post-national state and Canada has no core identity. I don't believe that. We have a core identity. We have a tradition. We have culture. We, we, we are proud to be Canadians and we must celebrate that. So that's why I said, you know, I'm against when Trudeau is, is saying always that diversity is our strength. I think it's what unites us. It's our strength. And we must work on that. We must promote that. But the thing is, uh, some people cite that we need those numbers like 300,000. 400,000 because we've got legacy costs as you've got, you know, people retiring. Somebody has to assume the debt burden that we're going to incur and is being passed on generationally. Can you do that with 100,000 annually? Uh, Absolutely, because only 74% of them right now are economic immigrant. I said 26% are, sorry, 74% of them are not economic immigrants, only 26%. So we want to increase that. So when you're an economic immigrant, you are coming here because you have a job you work, you pay taxes. That's what we need. That's what we want in this country. And yes, we'll have fewer refugees. That There's a cost for the society. And yes, also we'll have fewer people on the reunification of family. When you, when you have your grandmom and granddad that is coming here, that's a cost for our society. So we, Isn't that a benefit, though? Look, I, I'll challenge that because, yeah, again, yeah. in discussions that I've had, people have said this is what uh, allowed them to flourish when they came here because there's a, a support network. You've got your family with you. You prosper. Uh, I, I absolutely. I think you know when you have a skilled immigrant that is coming here to work, he has the right to have his core family, uh, spouses and children. That that's okay. But when I'm say, uh, when I'm speaking about reunification of family, the program under the federal government, it's for uh, 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 his parents and grandparents. So yes, a, a worker who's coming here and is a married guy or married lady, they, they they must be able to have their children, and they will. So they will come. They will come and the only the immediate family 
spouses and, and children, and that's important. I understand that. But when you, when you, it's a very important decision in your life when you decide to uh, to quit your, your 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 own country and come to a new country. And and yes, you must left behind uh, some of your family, but not your immediate family. Your 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 mom, your dad, your grandmom, granddad. And if they want to come, they will be able to come. But uh, as as a skill uh, uh, immigrants. But you would end the sponsorship program. Uh, what do you think about sponsorship program? Well, this is where, you know, you bring over your, your mother, your grandmother, your grandparents, and all the rest. You're saying, you said that the other night, that this, this would end under you. Absolutely. But the immediate family, will be, they will be able to come here. If we have 150,000 a year and 50% of them are economic immigrants, and, and you add their immediate family with them, and plus you have some refugees, and so, but... Absolutely. That program for your grandmom and granddad will uh, abolish it for sure, yes. Well, have you studied it to the extent that you know if the sponsorship program is a net taker from the GDP or a contributor in the grand sweep of things? But the cost is, uh, study are, some studies are saying that it's $6,000 a year that it, uh, the cost for our society when we have uh, people who are coming on the reunification of families. So that's a cost for our society. And... and, and I know that Canadians are generous people and we're welcome people. We will, like refugees, it's the same thing. Right now, uh, the majority of our refugees are sponsored by the government. So it's you and me and the population who's paying for that. And it must be private sponsorship uh, mostly. So we'll do that. We'll have fewer refugees, but we'll help the real ones that are waiting in a camp somewhere in another, in another country. That will be important, but not the people who are crossing the border in my own province in Quebec. 40,000 of them for the last two years. We need to stop that and we'll do it. Well, you propose to put up not a wall, but a fence, as I understand. <laughs> yeah, a fence where they are crossing, you know, at Roxham Road, and th- that's it. That's not a fence all across the country. We must give the, uh, the right message that it's illegal to cross our border in a non-official port of entry. So that's, that must be the main message. If they want to come to Canada, they will have to cross our border where everybody is crossing the border. Maxime Bernier is with us. He leads the People's Party of Canada. Uh, before I let you go, I mean, we talked just before you started uh, here with us uh, that you've got a libertarian streak to you. I mean, I guess this is somewhat different from the traditional parties because uh, certainly out of Quebec than anybody would, you know, <laughs> represent a strain of libertarianism because it's a very statist place, isn't it? And I mean, it's uh, socialistic yeah. uh, as much as any province in the country Uh how did this come about, and what's your thinking behind this libertarianism that you espouse? I guess when it comes to economic matters, you wanted to get rid of the marketing yeah. board. You've sort Absolutely. of started that conversation. Absolutely. You know, that market, it's unfair for Canadian families. They're paying $400 more a year for meal, poultry, and eggs because of that uh, socialist system that pierre Elliott Trudeau brought in 50, 50 years ago. So I don't understand why the conservatives are supposed to be for free markets, and they support the... The, the cartel, the, the, uh, the mill, dairy, and, and eggs cartel, and because... Because uh, it gets votes in Quebec. I think so, I think so, but I'm saying the same thing in Quebec in French, and I think we have, I have the population on my side. Really? The, but, the, you know... The powerful the, lobby will make sure that uh, that is a non-starter for you in Quebec. Oh, but in my own, in my own writing first, I, I can tell you that I have the most dairy producer in my own writing. There are 5,000 of them, and they will work against me during the, against me during 
doing the election for sure. But, you know, <laughs> there's uh, about 90,000 voters in a riding, so uh, I'm speaking to the population. I, I want to work for the 36 million Canadians, not for the 19,000 producers under that cartel. And when I'm saying that to people in both in French, they understand that. They know that they will save money. They know that they have a privilege. And they know that these people are doing everything to keep their privilege. And all the other leaders are pandering to them. So we're doing politics differently. We don't pander to any special interest group. We are doing politics for our country and for all Canadians. Uh, regardless of your race or color or ethnicity or, or, you know, we have the right policies based on freedom and personal responsibility, fairness and respect. And we are following these uh, principles that are the funding principles of our party. And it's going well. Finally, as a, a conservative, one-time conservative, now uh, having bolted and formed your own party, the People's Party of Canada, some are suggesting that this is going to be a razor-thin election. Now, albeit you're polling at about 3%, uh, most recently in the polls, if it comes down to that margin and you were to cost the Conservatives the election or any kind, it becomes a minority liberal government or whatever else, does that weigh on your conscience at all? You know, first of all, uh, we're about 5% all across the country nationally and in some riding at 15 at 20% in Quebec, in Alberta, in and also in BC in some riding. So we will be able to elect a lot of our candidates. And I can tell you that uh, in Quebec, uh, for example, uh, we can have a lot of seats over there. And, you know, Trudeau, <coughs> the, Trudeau has uh, 47 seats in Quebec right now. I don't think he will be able to keep all these uh, seats. Uh, I will have some, and maybe Andrew Scheer will have a little bit. So for me, the goal is to be strong in Ontario and strong out, uh, in, in Ontario and in Quebec. And like that, we can have the balance of power. I hope I'll be prime minister in three months from now. But, you know, look at what happened in B.C. Three Greens controlled the government. I can tell you that we will elect more than three members of parliament under the PPC. And we can have the balance of power. And that would be important because we will work with the minority government over there to be sure that uh, our platform, they will take some of our ideas. Some have questioned the uh, competency of your full slate of candidates. Are you going to run a candidate in all 338 ridings? Actually, right now we have 305 candidates. We'll have a full slate all across the country. We have a university professor that are, that are with us. We have business people. We have social workers. And I'm very, very happy and very proud of the diversity of our candidates. And they're ready to work for a, a freer and a more prosperous country altogether. We'll have to wait and see. I appreciate oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, your coming in, and uh, hopefully we'll talk down the road. Thank you, John. Have a nice day. Good to have you on board. Maxime Bernier, People's Party of Canada leader. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.